It's a new day. Yes, it is. I am Vaughn Johnson. You got me mad now. You know, you got a bicycle. Feeling good. Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. We ride the bicycle in the arena. With my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone. That's me. I don't know where the kid is that was riding it, but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring. Tomorrow, I'll let you kick your face off. I don't know that. But I don't like it when things are going my way. Don't you dare be sour! He don't know nothing else. <laughs> you know that wrestling, like he know that wrestling bro. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up ladies and gentlemen out there at internet land and welcome to episode 265 of the Straight Shooters. Available wherever podcasts are found. My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Pacone of Philly Voice and Philly Influencer. And we got a special holiday-themed episode ahead of us tonight. We're not doing a deep dive this week. We figured we get festive. We start giving people gifts because it's the holiday season. We're recording this on Christmas Eve Eve, December 23rd. Christmas is two days away. And, of course, happy holidays, all the holidays to everyone out there. Uh, so hope you're with your family safe and sound and, and healthy. Uh, but we're going to be giving here because it's a giving season. And we're going to be giving, we're going to have a holiday gift giving guide, so to speak, for pro wrestling. So we've you know, got our minds together, thought about what gifts would we give to pro wrestling. All sorts of pro wrestling. All the promotions we can think of, wrestlers, specific wrestlers, whatever. What are some of the gifts we would give? So we're going to discuss that and more in great detail. But before we get into that, I got to check in on my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone. How you doing tonight, my good brother? It is Sixers opening night, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Nice. Yeah, we uh, will likely be done recording by the time, well, or in the middle of a game. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the... Uh, Hopefully, if they have a lead, they can hold on to it this year with uh, somebody else calling hey, the shots. So. New year, new season. We ain't got to worry about none of that. Whatever happened in the past is in the past. It's It still pains me, man. It's still <laughs> left like a, this thing on my heart where it's like that's all I can think about. And that's really for every sports team. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know especially uh, what's going on with the Eagles and this city and uh, Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and all that, and that's another thing. So I'm, like, kind of sad about the state of sports in Philly, even though the Sixers are uh, going to be hopefully pretty good and the Flyers should be pretty good. But the Phillies, they have somebody calling the shots finally. Maybe they'll re-sign JT Real Muto, but Philly sports has not been my friend recently, and uh, but prefer change, that's all. Change is going to come, as the legendary Sam Cooke once said. Uh, so look out for that change. But you know, Six is playing tonight, like you said, against Washington, I believe. Uh, I don't even the know, man. I think <laughs> I saw a picture. I, I look this this NBA season snuck up on me. So um, yeah, they're playing the Wizards tonight. The Wizards, yeah. Uh, I saw Keith Pompey tweeted a photo of Russell Westbrook in the arena. So. He plays for the Wizards now. <laughs> oh, man. That, <laughs> hey, that might actually be fun because I know they have a nice little rivalry with Embiid and Westbrook. So uh, I enjoy that. Yeah, should be fun. Like, play it out on the court and, like, all the 
tension and all that. I, I like it. And the NHL schedule dropped to tonight as well mm-hmm. with, like, it says all divisional games. It's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we're playing Pittsburgh. Over the season against the Penguins, yeah. Twice in a row. And then Buffalo twice. And then Boston twice. And New Jersey. It's like double headers. Back to backs, <laughs> I should say, against these teams. We, I'm looking at the schedule right now. It looks like the Flyers play every team they're going to play back to back, except like once. When you go Buffalo, when you go Boston and Buffalo, March 7th and March 9th. And we go the Islanders and Buffalo, April 8th and April 11th. It's only like three non-back-to-back opponent games. <laughs> so that's the NHL schedule during COVID times. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff happening in the world, obviously. Uh, but what we're going to talk about here on episode 265 of the Straight Shoot has nothing to do with, you know, NHL schedule or NBA opening night. Again, we're talking about the holidays, baby. Giving out gifts, ha- passing out our proverbial turkeys in the hood like Nino Brown, baby. Like Tron once said on Chappelle's show. Nick, you should watch yeah, that. Yeah, no. I, you should watch that, Nick. I know exactly what that was. You did not know what that was. You Do you know who Nino Brown is? Is uh, Reno Mahe's oh, brother. I said, stop it. All right. So add that to the list of movies you need, you need to see. New Jack City. Um, so, but yeah. We're gonna give out gifts. Hold on, new Jack <laughs> City. There you go. Yeah, like that, that. That list is growing by the day of movies <laughs> you need to watch. Um, but <laughs> we're gonna be giving away gifts to the proverbial hood and pro wrestling, baby. So Nick, I'll let you start it off. Man, I don't we did this a couple years ago. I listened <sighs> back to the episode we did a couple years ago. And I referenced a story I wrote like three years prior to that. <laughs> and some of these things that were on that list five years ago or on the list two years ago are still on that list today. <laughs> I wrote that I wanted to give WWE the fountain of youth so they can bring back some of those legendary wrestlers. They still want that to this day. <laughs> they still need that. But we got to think of different things. Can't give people the same gifts two years in a row. That's just right. tacky. Right. And... I'm at the point where I don't even want to give wrestling gifts because I'm so like aggravated with the whole industry mm. at this point with how it's presented um, really from almost all the companies and it's like sports entertainment now. It's like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it growing up and all that, but uh, when I was, you know, in my formidable years <laughs> with wrestling, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, uh, those are the types of shows that I actually enjoy watching nowadays. I guess it's just nostalgic for me uh, way more than the Attitude Era stuff. Uh, you know, I guess because I was a teenager kind of living through it and uh, it, obviously the type of content uh, doesn't exactly hold up well today. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm just so over wrestling right now so i've enjoyed like our deep dives for the last like six months just kind of doing that stuff and uh, i will i will say like you said a lot of the stuff still on the list and i probably have included a lot of stuff that you said or i said the last time we did this a couple years ago so uh, i'm gonna go a little 
uh, I'll get to those eventually. I don't want to start off like on a sour note like that, but uh, since you kind of were going to throw it off to me, I'll start it off with I want to see more cinematic matches. I want to give WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA, the creative juices to get these cinematic matches and make it a staple of wrestling in 2021. Every month, every other month, you know, like have a storyline. Let's get some cinematic matches going on. They've been a lot, some of the most entertaining matches in 2020. Uh, I don't think it, I think it's an area in pro wrestling that you can kind of control and not kind of overuse it either. Because there's so many different things you can do in cinematic matches where it's not, it doesn't always have to be like dark and dreary. It could be like, you know, in a dentist's office, or it could be uh, somewhere different, you know, uh, in a street. I, I don't know, like flying by the seat of my pants right now. Well, and, well I, I would, I would agree with you on maybe them fighting in the real world. I don't know if I want to see like the cine- cin- cinematography style, like the cinematic uh, style. So great though. But, like, I prefer, like, I know the cinematic matches this year, and I know Matt Hardy is kind of, like, been labeled, like, the godfather of the cinematic match with Final Deletion and stuff like that. And that was, at that point, was that 2016, uh, like, a revolutionary thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, for that, you know, for, and WWE copied it with, like, New Day and the Wyatt family and whatever, but I'm kind of over it now, honestly. Like, I'm for, like, Booker T and Steve Austin in the supermarket. (laughs) <laughs> or like when the APA would destroy a whole bar, you know, fight all the people in the bar or whatever. Like stuff like that that feels like they're living in the world and they're like it's like an impromptu thing, not like a planned fight scene. I get it because in the pandemic, we they had to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to adjust. But I don't know if I want to see this type of style of match going forward, at least from the major, like from the major promotions. Maybe if you're Impact and you're looking for a way to gain some eyeballs to be different yeah but if you're wwe the cinematic matches clearly don't help you <laughs> like they've done nothing for the ratings uh and it's wild because i think they voted that they gave the slammy today to the boneyard match which is like a cinematic match that was the match of the year according to the slammies which is <laughs> that's just indicative of 2020 as a whole but um that there hasn't been a better match than that that's wild to me but um I don't know. I'm kind of over it, honestly. I'm That's over a, a lot of the in-ring uh, stuff nowadays, especially in WWE. Uh, so that kind of gives me the entertainment value that I think I'm missing, uh, that I that I have been missing in WWE matches for years. <laughs> and so kind of like I could just sit back and not take it as seriously, and that's part of it. Um, that's fair. And also, you know, it... If pro wrestling, if they want to be a movie, then be a movie. You know, like I'm tired of, there, I have other stuff that I'll get into later, but uh, it's just how I feel like I'm PM presented the product. So then just go all out, make it a damn movie. Like make, make a whole pay-per-view that's cinematic matches. I don't care. It's just, I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm done caring as much as I guess of how they're presenting it to me. I just kind of accepted it. So I'm just like, you know what? Just go all in with it then. Damn it. (laughs) 
That's fair. That's a hundred percent fair. Because what they're doing, they don't really try to be real life. They try to be like this weird alternate universe where people yeah. say medical facility and watch TV uh-huh. sideways. It's like yeah. no one does this in real life. So the authenticity, at least in WWE, isn't already already isn't there. Um, AEW, they they're not WWE, so they don't do those same silly things. But um, I think wrestling as a whole can can benefit from being a little more realistic and stuff like that so that's just me but my first gift is to all of pro wrestling and this is to the whole world not just pro wrestling (laughs) but for COVID-19 the pandemic to end and for the majority of the world to be vaccinated I know there's some people who are nervous about the vaccine and there are always people who are anti-vaxxers so I'm not really talking to you but I am kind of talking to you because if you want things to go back to normal the way they were in 2019 and before that people were going to have to get vaccinated that's just how it's going to have to be <laughs> like right um and I, I know like i'm not saying you shouldn't be nervous about the vaccine or an anti-vaxxers i don't know what i don't know what's up with them people but um and i understand people's hesitation but for pro wrestling we need to get back we need to get people back in the arenas we need to get people back on the road and go into these towns have these guys working in front of crowds again because audiences is is pro wrestling could be a match could be fantastic but if there's no audience to kind of drive that emotion and drive that that energy it just takes everything down a couple notches i mean i could ima- only imagine some of these matches in front of people they might have been so much better but instead the boneyard match is the best match of the year in wwe you know but some of these other matches that were on all these pay-per-views and whatnot that were good matches that i've watched but it's like they're just not that good because the fans weren't there to really make it better. So for that's just from a from an artistic standpoint, but also a business standpoint. AEW, I'm sure, is they have fans in the stands now, but I'm sure they would love to get back in front of packed arenas again. You know, and in those mid-sized arenas they were running before the pandemic. Ring of Honor, I'm sure, would kill to have fans back in the arena again. All these independent promotions would love to have fans back in, in you know in the buildings they run. Again, of course, WWE would love to have fans. Um, so, yeah, that's for all of wrestling. It's just to let's end this damn pandemic. Whatever we got to do, let's do it. You know, whether it's vaccine, vaccinations or, you know, mask wearing, whatever the case may be. Hopefully, we don't have too much longer of this. That's knocking on wood, you know. <laughs> uh, but, that, again, not just, not just for pro wrestling, but for everybody, for all across the world. For people who, excuse me, people are still here. You know, you know, you might have lost some people. You might have lost your job, uh, or people you know, people or yourself adversely affected. You know, for good about this from this virus and all the trauma that we've all been through because of this virus. Um, let's just get this damn thing over and let's go back to normal and and enjoy pro wrestling the way it should be in front of people. So that's my first gift mm-hmm. to pro wrestling is to end mm-hmm. the pandemic. Even though I can't really, there's <laughs> nothing to do with it. I can't. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, obviously, but. That would be my gift to pro wrestling. Your first gift is ending a pandemic, and my first gift is more cinematic matches. <laughs> <laughs> I thought very macro on that one. Yeah. You know, get, I, mean, I would I'm definitely b- get more micro on, on, on moving forward. But I definitely you. thought more macro on that one. I'm with you, though. I completely agree with everything you said. Uh, I've gone on record many, many times saying that an audience's reaction uh, really kind of influences my reaction to any specific match. Just go to Rock and Hogan, you know, WrestleMania, oh, yeah. probably 
one of the worst technical matches <laughs> we, we we've could have seen but the audience told the entire story and uh just they were their reaction just by looking at the crowd like they didn't even they just moved their head opposite ways and looked at the crowd right. and that, like uh, are we ever going to see that again uh i hope so i hope so but um absolutely incredible the audience makes a, a lot of what i enjoy and that's probably why i feel so i'm like I feel like I'm in a gutter right now because literally nothing like I can be entertained by certain things and like promos and segments and even like matches. But I still have like this feeling after watching like uh, TLC tremendous pay-per-view I thought, but I'm not into it. Like I was even when we started this podcast, like I'm just, I'm not into it. I'm more into, you know, what is available, available to me on the WWE network, uh, old shows and hopefully them adding you know more maybe like live wire maybe they add that there's a rumor going around around that they could add live wire absolutely amazing but uh you know just stuff like take that. it easy pal <laughs> uh i really just that's kind of where i'm at with that but uh yeah i absolutely agree with everything you said i mean first and foremost uh that atmosphere has to come back for professional wrestling as a whole uh having stadiums uh, with certain fans, like, you know, seated here and there, that helps a little bit. Um, it's particular, particularly AEW and kind of want to watch that, but I'm not yeah. even really watching AEW. Uh, I'm not watching NXT. That's, it's too much. <laughs> and that might go, I mean, I can't really gift professional wrestling less time, but uh, that would be a w- kind of like a wish of, of mine of either, uh, I did have on my list NXT. I, I know it's likely not going to happen just because it's doing its job right now by preventing AEW from hitting a million viewers. Uh, pretty, you know, which is ridiculous. Consistently, uh, but I would move NXT to another night. It's just too much, man. I can't keep I up. That. What's that? I had that on my gift guide too. <laughs> they would move to a different night. But go ahead, I'll let you finish. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I can't keep keep up with all this wrestling. Like two hours of each show on a Wednesday night, like, and it's like, oh, you can watch a Thursday, you can watch a Friday, you can watch, well, my life goes on. Like, I can't just <laughs> watch it whenever I want at this point. Uh, I want to watch reruns of The Office, damn it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and then it gets, you know, into the weekend, the late weekend, and then Monday rolls around. And it's like, so I really want to watch an old episode of Dynamite. <laughs> like, I mean, old episode, but like from days ago, I just kind of go through the highlights. I fast forward through the matches. I can't watch it the way I want to watch it. And, uh, you know, that has every, a, a lot to do with the, the fact that NXT's on. I mean, I, I'll watch AEW over NXT if given a choice, uh, but I just move NXT another night. I, I have more of a, I guess, ability that I could watch a show on a different night because like Tuesday night like I don't really watch Impact that much even though like I think it's good when I do watch it but I like DVR it and then other things happen you got the Sixers kicking off tonight you got the Flyers starting soon but like it's gonna be too much like wrestling it's the only thing I really carve out in my week and just out of sheer sheer the way my schedule has been for the last almost 30 years is Monday nights and now Friday nights because I'm not going anywhere during a pandemic and SmackDown's been pretty damn good uh, 
from top to bottom recently, and that's probably the wrestling show I enjoy the most. Uh, weekly shows out of the weekly shows, so uh, you know that's my routine right now, and it's <laughs> I'm not going to be able to change it. Uh, the fact that I'm 35 now and I'm doing so many different things, uh, whereas when I was when it was 1993, you know, I was a kid. I all I had to do was my homework, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, Mondays for Raw. Raw is such a tough watch because it's such bad television. It like, is. It's just is. It is. But I just it's such like bad my television. whole thing is like, I have Monday Night Football on one TV, Raw on the other, and I'm kind of set mm, for Monday night. You know, unless the right. Philly team is playing, but, but it's not just a bad wrestling show. It goes beyond that. It's just bad television. Yeah, <laughs> it really right. is, and it's a. You're right. It's hard to watch for three hours, and then on top of that, I think because of this pandemic too, we're not out of the house as much. Like I could be, I could be outside at a bar. I could be at a friend's house. You know, we could be hanging out together, doing something like anything. Uh, but when you're at home because of the pandemic, and now we have. How many streaming services that, by the way, streaming services, you get enough of those. You have a whole cable bill right there. So yeah. don't, don't get, don't get duped into getting all the streaming services. Like I'm saving so much money. Like, no, you're not. Um, Netflix just went up in their price. Yeah. Um, but you do have a lot at your disposal. You have Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus, you might have Amazon prime and stuff on Amazon. There's, there's so many. And if these streaming channels don't just have movies from, back in the day they don't just have like in the beginning they just had movies from you know back in the day now they have original programming that's damn good bro like that's you can watch and get lost in for hours like like i said i watched i was just watching uh mind hunters on netflix me and my girlfriend frequently watch great british baking show on netflix (laughs) i I don't care what nobody says i like that show um (laughs) we're watching for some reason we started watching uh ink masters on netflix which is weird but um, we just started that cause they have a shuffle option on Netflix now and that, that came up on the mm. shuffle option it was like oh, okay mm. let's watch this uh, but what's another one Big Mouth is a great it's a uh, hilarious show I started that but I haven't uh, finished oh, it oh man it's so damn funny so like I can I enjoy these you know products I enjoy mm. this entertainment then I watch WWE and I'm just like maybe and I, I don't think I'm just jaded I don't think I'm just a jaded wrestling fan I'm like oh that that could have been better. Why are they watching TV sideways? I just, it's just not fun television to watch. <laughs> like, honestly. And there's so much better television out there. But then on, on Friday, I do watch SmackDown because my daughter is a wrestling fan. I typically have her Thursday through Saturday. So we're watching SmackDown. And I, I like watching SmackDown with her. I get to see Roman Reigns and his storyline, so that's dope. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks is on SmackDown. And Big E's on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I like watching wrestling with her. But And it's only two hours. Well, yeah. Boom, there you go. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. It goes by pretty quickly on a Friday night. Oh, yeah. When much, we, especially much when the show is really, for all intents and purposes, I'll say it's the best wrestling show on weekly TV right now. I think it's better than Ooh. AEW. And Man. I, I, absolutely better than Raw. NXT, I, I don't what? watch, so maybe NXT is better. But uh, it's a, you know, SmackDown is easy to consume. Uh, there are dumb points to it. I mean, it's WWE, so you're going to see that, and there are criticisms, but uh, I think really for me it's the Roman Reigns storyline, and it kind of, I guess it makes my enjoyment of everything else going on a little bit better. (laughs) Maybe it's just one of those kind of reactions that I have uh, when I think it's the best thing going in pro wrestling right now, that story. It is. And then it makes everything else better. I enjoyed the Sammy Awards, you know, that stuff, and 
like that stuff was entertaining to me and it's been a while it's been a long while since i've kind of like entered like kind of even laughed at something on wwe tv oh yeah. the way i chuckled at that uh, on smackdown you got roman reigns and and the kevin owens and the usos and all that stuff and on raw you got the fiend getting set on fire <laughs> <laughs> which raw by the way watch, i mean when it happened, I was like, "This is the dumbest thing ever." But literally, like ten minutes later, I was like, "I love that." Like, I don't, I don't know why, on. but he's got to come back next week. He's just, he's a supernatural being now. He you can't kill right. him by setting him on fire. Then how do you beat him? He's just Goldberg spear. Just knock him out. Goldberg spear is stronger than what Bray fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess like you said, you could beat him technically, yeah, but just... like he shouldn't lose matches if he can survive being burnt alive bro that's just me i don't know I, maybe I'm. I, well, you've never been hot on the fiend though so i think that's not kinda... from, not since day one <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm consistent in that yeah and i totally understand that and uh when you've when you've seen it that way for i guess what's it been now two years almost uh of that character kind of like you're you don't him being set on fire is kind of like ridiculous to you. For me, I'm just kind of like, that's hilarious because one, it looked exactly like him. I don't know if it was like a, a wax dummy and exactly his shape or whatever. It, or the, the, the doll it, looked pretty good. I gave you, I gave you that much credit. Like for for me, like I even rewound it. I was like, okay, what did I miss? And I was like, damn, that really looks like the way. What, however, they shot it, it was probably the best thing they've done. Uh, in I don't know how long. Uh, just to one get a reaction. I mean, they got yeah. my reaction. I took video of it, posted it right away on Twitter. And I was like, this "Wrestling is crazy. doesn't have to be that difficult, though, bro. Right. You don't have to do all that stuff." <laughs> like, well, I mean, uh, I guess you don't have to. Character. I mean, I guess it's in the character. I don't know. He no, came a, out of a, a flaming dumpster or whatever he was in. He came out of a flaming casket, right? So it's a terrible character. I don't I mean, like the fiend. Fire I never doesn't. liked it. <laughs> there's, there's nothing creative about it. It's just this unstoppable being that wears a mask and dresses like a clown and has a mallet that's an alter ego of Bray Wyatt <laughs> there's nothing there's no lore behind it what is the lore behind it there isn't any there's no backstory it's just alter ego that's unstoppable right done all right I'm, like I'm done it, with it. at least with the demon king you kind of had that uh lore behind they it cut a promo right it was about. like yeah Right, he goes to a certain place and stuff like that. They even had a whole promo explaining the lore behind the Demon King and and, and or the the demon. It was just a demon at first, and he, the right. Demon King is like, shut up, WWE, you're just messing up. <laughs> God, and he's in NXT. It was just the demon, which is that's all I need to know. Why is it the Demon King? Why is he a king now? He's who's the demon royalty? I'm getting off on a tangent. It's stupid. It was dumb. They always find a way. Even by just adding one word, they mess it up. <laughs> See, this is how WWE has ruined like our fandom almost. Like, this is we have yeah. to, like this is how we react to something. Like, it's okay you added King to it. It shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is because there's so no stupid. reason for it. You know, they just None. leave it the way it was. But just it's because just you're moving from NXT to Raw or SmackDown does not mean you have to change things. Keith Lee, his ring gear was fine. <laughs> Like, hey, no one on, ever said man. this guy just looks out of shape. He's like six three, yeah. three hundred plus pounds. He can. He looks like he can whoop somebody's ass. Like <laughs> he looks like a body. He looks like he'd be a bouncer at a club, and he's throwing <laughs> people out of the club. You don't have yo no hats in here. Get out. <laughs> you got the wrong shoes on. Get out, fam. And he's throwing people out. 
on their ass. You know, yeah. there's no, just, there's no questioning that because he not doesn't have a six. But I don't. Look, let's move on. <laughs> we'll talk about this all day. Um, my next gift for pro wrestling is a gift for all of pro wrestling. Again, but this is a different one. It's not pandemic related. <laughs> it has to do with the content that's on in television. The content that's being presented in pro wrestling. It is missing. I would give pro wrestling the cool factor back. Because what is actually mm. cool about wrestling in 2020 slash 2021? Like what's the coolness about it? What's hip about it? What's cutting edge? Because I would look at pro wrestling from 2020, 2021 eyes and say it's stuck in either the late 90s or early 2000s. My opinion. Other than the moves that happen in the ring, what's cool about pro wrestling? Because I don't think the moves in the ring is what made pro wrestling the massive multi-million, billion-dollar industry it was in the late 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think the moves is what people cared about. It was, something, it was, it was cool back then. Mm-hmm. But that, that cool for the 90s has kind of remained somehow like, and stayed into 2020. And it feels doesn't feel that much different. And I just tweeted, you know, I've started to talk about it in the past. I I think I know what they could start to do. I've talked about it in the past on the show where they implement more hip-hop. They need to uh, cater to the younger audience more. Stop using all that rock music. You know, people, the long, ha- the long hair. For some people it works. For Roman Reigns it works. Other guys it don't. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> like, it's not the 80s, not the 90s. It took Baron Corbin uh, quite a bit. <laughs> Right, but he look, he's better for it. Right. All right. right. I'm saying like <laughs> I remember people were saying that the NXT should have cut it and uh it just on SmackDown it's like, come on, dude, seriously. That's partially <laughs> because his hairline was just pushed yeah, all exactly, the way. Exactly, exactly. And that's what happens. Like even uh you know, he wasn't he's not that old, but I mean that's what happens as you grow up. Thank God, knock on wood, my hair is in a great spot <laughs> at thirty five years old <laughs> where I can actually grow it out and you know, put it up and for it's the first true, time in true. my life, like I'm, I'm able to do right. it, and it doesn't look. But it's crazy, not even like so. they're rocking the man bun; they just got it hanging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, but like that coolness that just it's just missing. There's nothing hip or cool about wrestling in 2020. So I would give, and that's just not just WWE. To me, that's WWE, that's AEW, that's Ring of Honor, that's New Japan. Not, New Japan, that's a different culture. I'm not gonna talk about what's cool to to Japan, but here in the United States, I think I got a better grasp of that here in the United States. Um, impact uh, any like there's a reason why now I would assume that if there were if NXT and AEW were on separate nights AEW would get over a million viewers I think they both would see yeah. an increase but I think that the number two promotion in the world and even the number one promotion in the world in WWE with Raw and Smackdown they can get more viewers there are viewers out there they watch basketball they watch football they watch other shows they watch some of them a lot of them watch cable news too but um <laughs> there are viewers out there to be had. Now, granted, obviously, the streaming habits, are, you, know, you can stream stuff out there today. I understand that things are different than what they were 20 years ago. I'm not saying they should have 5, 6, 7 million viewers like they did back in the day. But there's no reason why AEW, despite the fact that NXT is on the same night, even with NXT on the same night, they should get over a million viewers, I think, every single week. I think so. If it was cool, I think it would happen. That's just me. Now, if NXT is off Wednesday nights, they probably would do it every single week. But even with them on Wednesday nights, they should be able to. It's just 
wrestling just isn't hot right now. It's just not. Mm-mm. It's just not, not not like it's not permeating pop culture the way it did twenty years ago. I'm not saying you got to repeat what happened twenty years ago because that's been that's don't yeah. that's gone. And that's that's, di- not, that's not it's dead. Work. Yeah, it's not going to work today, right? You got to find out what's happening today, and go tap into that, and be hip and cool and cutting edge, and that's how you'll gain these viewers. These viewers will watch. So that's what I would give to pro wrestling, that cool factor, that just being hip, being current, or being ahead of the curve even. But definitely being in, in tune with what's happening today. ECW gained a following because they were, with the, with the grunge scene, they felt like the 90s. They encapsulated the 90s. Same thing with the Attitude Era. They were the, they were the 90s. And WCW kind of started it too with the NWO, that, the, that counterculture. But that was 20 years ago, 25 years ago now. It's different now. Mm. What's happening today? And you're probably not going to find it when you got a 70-year-old uh, billionaire at the top of one promotion who, you know, is a conservative and doesn't really think, probably thinks that kids are young punk millennials. <laughs> and you got, on the top of another country, you got another bunch of conservatives, at least on the young bucks, uh, who, you know, who are probably, who are also nearing 40 themselves, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know? White, just like Vince McMahon is. Mm-hmm. You know, not a whole lot of diversity at the top of the promotion, at least besides Brandy Rhodes, mm-hmm. who is black and a woman. Um, so kudos to her. But we need some, we need some different visions here. Other, otherwise, it's just, we're just going to be here. And that's just it. Damn it! Not happy with your NFL picks or fantasy lineup? Luckily, we have you covered. Follow Fox Sports The Gambler for its Sunday service. This is what we needed. Our sports wagering wizard, Mark Drumheller, fantasy guru, Tony Jigsaw Catillo, and Eagles insider, Victor Williams, serve up a Sunday feast. That's what you do, TV! Of winning players, picks, and everything you need to start your work week off on the right foot. Always tune into Fox Sports The Gambler on the iHeartRadio app or 1025 FM. So, and, and I'm hopeful we're going to get there, you know. It's been too long uh really like attitude era and then the ruthless aggression era and then like the PG era. Uh we're ready for change, like real change, like seeing things differently. Seeing you know the hurt business, that's that's good. Uh it could be better, you know, like it's you know they they do a good job, but um it's and then I talk about I don't think cinematic matches are like the difference like that oh that's this is different because right, they, right, they, right, they, right. they look like fight scenes in the movie and also it's clearly not working so we need to do something else <laughs> like it's not bringing the viewers in right you know, and so I mean I mean to cut you off no nah, and I think uh, you kind of I agree with your point earlier about bringing viewers in that the viewers are out there like people are still watching TV they're watching live content. Uh, you know, it's yep. just the That's fact the key. that live content like wrestling need. I don't know what the answer is what, to make it cool again. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but I think it starts with writing. Like, yeah, you could write a better show. Like, if you feel like you absolutely need writers. And I think I've, I forget who it was that said it, but it was uh, might have been the PG era or the Ruthless Aggression era where uh, Vince McMahon had decided that he needs a writing team, like the actual writing team. Um, and we're not talking about just creative booking or anything like that, like actually writing down the promos, type that type of stuff. And it's been like that ever since. And that's where you, you don't get to create new stars because you give them a chance at, 
you know, a hell of a promo. And I mean, there have been some great promos through the years, but I can count them on both my hands. And that's the problem where you're like, okay, you're only allowed one good promo every five months because if you give a good promo back to back weeks, then that's going to somehow water down your character or something like that. Like, that's really how I feel the decision makers are kind of spinning this into making. Uh, and I'm mainly talking WWE. I mean, AEW's not, you know, they're just over a year old. It's tough to gauge, like, if they're going to, you know, fail or succeed. Um, I think they're doing a good job so far. Their numbers are good. Um, I mean, numbers were a whole different thing back in the day when WWF was just expanding. So people talk about the key demos now and everything like it matters. I don't think it matters as much as people make it out to be right now uh, because you can get you can get as, as great a key demo as you want and maybe get a new TV deal at TNT. But, I mean, if your viewership remains the same, then you're not really growing. You're not really expanding. So um, I know the key demos fluctuate a lot. But specifically with AEW, uh, but with WWE, I just, I don't, we're stuck. You know, like, I feel like we've been watching the same exact product for as long as we've been doing this podcast for five plus years. You know, we're almost right, going on six years. That's why we got the years. same gifts. <laughs> exactly. We got the same gifts. You know, uh, I mean, luckily we were able to do some great stuff with, with, we did live commentaries of recent stuff, which is awesome, but, um, Overall, I'm not seeing an actual shift in philosophy. And that's kind of, and I'm just waiting for that because I know it could happen. I mean, it's happened before. I'm not expecting this man to come out and be like, uh, you know, we're going to have an attitude error again or anything like that. I'm expecting better, a better produced show. And I, I, I guess that's where I'm coming out with this uh the next gift I have on my list of uh, just changing up the production, especially of WWE shows. AEW, at least it feels live because there are mistakes that are made, uh, camera cuts that are bad. I mean, it happens at WWE too, but uh, they just did one at the TLC uh, pay-per-view when they missed a table spot, of course. But uh, at least that makes it feel live and stuff like that. But it's too polished. Wrestling, live wrestling is too polished. I I don't like it. You know, it's back when Raw was live and Nitro was live every week. Uh, there were, like, you know, mistakes. I go back on watching the WWE Network. There's stuff that you don't see today because WWE cleaned it up and they don't allow that to happen anymore. But I miss that. It was almost part of the charm of those TV shows and those companies where um, even the WCW wrestlers talking into the camera. Uh, when they're making their entrances or even after a match and stuff like that. You can hear them sometimes. Other times you couldn't hear them. And then the announcers... Literally the only time like, Harlem Heat would cut promos when, <laughs> yeah, when they made their much, entrance. Yeah, pretty much. And if you weren't like, talking to Mean Gene right at the entrance ramp, then you were talking to the camera on your way to the ring or right after a match. And just everything, the way it's produced, even at AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, I think, has the best production uh, that I enjoy personally out of all the shows that I watch because they do like these backstage segments that don't feel as polished. They do these uh, in-ring segments and matches that, yes, it's a tape show, but it still doesn't feel as polished as a live WWE or AEW program. And I think that's part of the 
what I like about wrestling. I, it's t- taken me 30 years to kind of understand that what I like most about wrestling is not always n- like not always watching it the way I am now versus the way I did when I was a kid. And I and when I was a kid, almost everything was taped. I mean, Raw might have been the first live weekly show that I remember watching, uh, and I was eight years old, seven years old. But uh, nowadays, I'm just so sick of the way it's produced and like the camera cuts and the way, especially WWE, man, it all comes back to WWE for me. The LED lights, the the way they even zoom in on the announcers when they're talking, the terminology they use. I think I even tweeted earlier uh, during TLC, the whole uh, one week from Sunday type of uh, (laughs) phrase that I just hate. Just say the date. Just say the date, and then you could say, hey, it's one week from Sunday, <laughs> but it's like on their Chiron, it's on everywhere. It's like, like I, say I December that. 21st, whatever it was, December yeah, 20th, December you can say that. Yeah, like, and people look at the calendar, and they'd be like, oh, well, that's that's one week from Sunday. You know, let them do it. Like, why, why do you have, because I know as, like, the company, they want the viewer to think it's closer than it really is. So they maybe start getting hyped for it a little bit sooner. I don't know. Because one week from Sunday sounds closer than 13 days away. And I understand that. But you don't have to say 13 days away. Just say the date. Ugh, it just aggravates me. And it's it's gotten worse year by year. And it's it finally got to the point where I actually tweeted about it. <laughs> so it's just the way everything's produced. I absolutely hate it. It's not a movie. Uh, the cinematic matches are fine. Because they're not like you know, every single match, but wrestling shouldn't be a movie. And the way it is presented nowadays, it is. And I'm just kind of like done with it. Yeah. WWE has uh, sacrificed the content for like the overproduction. They think like, yeah, Oh, we yeah. know how to boot. Like they were in the, the performance center for months. It's like, you know how to make the show better, put it in an arena, add a bunch of lights and it'll make the show instantly better. It's like, Nope. People still don't care. Still don't care about that. Like, <laughs> Well, I had more lights. Yeah, and I <laughs> thought they would go to the, the Tampa Bay, uh, you know, arena, uh, Tropicana Field and kind of change things up, and it looks exact, the exact no. same, man. Oh, yeah. They didn't Yeah, they didn't change anything of the production. Yeah, you're right. Like, the oh, production I side. It. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> so, yep. That's WWE for it. But I got one. I got a gift for AEW. Okay? And that is a clear identity. Of who you are, what your product is, because this is the thing about AEW is that they kind of try to be variety, like WWE. You know, WWE has comedy, they have seriousness, they have drama, and it's like AEW, don't do that. Don't be the like. I think you you'd benefit you you'd help yourself if you had a more clear, distinct identity of what you are, who you are. It's easily identifiable, easily. You know, people can look like, I know if I want to watch this type of product, I'm going to watch AEW for it. And because they have the 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 singing number with Jericho and MJF. and they ha- But they then again, they have Kenny Omega versus Dean Ambrose, not Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. And it's like, to me, WWE is, that's, that's, what, that's what they're known for. It's kind of the schizophrenic, kind of, you don't know what their identity is. AEW, you don't have to do that. You told us in the beginning, from before you had one match... That you're going to be a sports, more sports-orientated product, which 
from him from Tony Khan, I believe, because he runs multiple sports teams, or his father runs them, and he helps his father run these sports teams, Jacksonville Jaguars, Fulham FC. He knows what, he knows sports. He knows wrestling, too, obviously, but he's one of those, it seems like rare wrestling fans that also is heavy into sports, like regular sports, too, because it doesn't seem like there's that many of us out there. Like, <laughs> a lot of us wrestling fans just watch wrestling, and that's it. Um... <laughs> Case in point, when Kenny Omega kind of mocked the um, the Michael Jordan intro from when he would do, like, with the Bulls and, like, from North Carolina and all the wrestling mm-hmm. fans, like, but he's from Winnipeg. It's like, God, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know Michael Jordan, oh, the most famous man. athlete of our generation, That's Michael great, Jordan. Great analogy. <laughs> but it's true, though. So, like, but back to my point, AEW promises more sports-like presentation, and there are a lot of ways where they haven't lived up to that. There are some ways they have. When lost records, they've lived up to that. They've maintained that. They have rankings. I'm all for that. But and they they don't talk about live statistics. They haven't really done that too much. And the product overall doesn't really have that sports like feel. It feels like WWE, but just not with WWE wrestlers sometimes. And 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 that's not what it should be. So I would say the AEW have a clear identity. And if I were you, especially being on TNT on the same network as the NBA where they have a tremendous pregame show, a tremendous halftime show, a tremendous postgame show, and they have NBA basketball, which is tremendous. <laughs> People love watching the NBA. You are on the same network with us. And, and, and they have baseball too, right, on, during the playoffs at least. And they ha- I think they have, some, they have regular season games with baseball. You are on the same network with a lot of these actual sports. It's not like WWE with USA. They're not on the same network with any other sports they are with fox and it <laughs> doesn't look good it doesn't look good side by side mm-hmm. but that's just wwe you don't have to be them you could be aew i think aew could benefit from being still that more serious more sports orientated product that they talked about being way back in like early 2019 before they had double or nothing so that's what i would give aew for the holidays a clear distinct identity because they need it I, they do, and I just fear that if they do get one, it's going to be too close to WWE. <laughs> You're mean, probably right because a lot of them have been with WWE. That's yeah, all they know. And they're they're in the sport sports entertainment business, man. That's that's what's going to make them get gain casual viewers through the through the years. Uh, no, this, it's not. I'm, t- that's I'm telling we, you, that's we, what it's they been think. Proven that's not the case. That's, that's what they think. They they. I mean, they're going Snoop Dogg. They to have, you announcing, I'm fine with that. Getting shot <laughs> to be a part of an angle, I'm fine with that. That's the, the entertainment side. But your wrestlers yeah. don't have to be entertaining. They have to do the entertainment stuff. They have to be entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I don't want them to say that. <laughs> but they don't have to be part of the entertainment like Snoop Dogg or Shaq and nothing like that. They don't have to do the funny haha stuff. Let Shaq and Snoop Dogg provide that or any other celebrity you got or a manager even. But your wrestlers, when they get, when they're doing stuff, I'm just, I don't need all the bells and whistles and stuff like that. Like, you mean more sports orientated, and they do a good and job at it. They do a decent job at it, I should say, but they could do better, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I even if they do, if, even if whatever it is, just make it an identity. Whatever it's more sports, more entertainment, just make it clear that's what you want to be. Because they're kind of schizophrenic right now. The the one thing that I have uh, right now, uh, I have it down, but I mean, you kind of just said it, but uh, I kind of have AEW an arrow to sports. <laughs> Um, before AEW started, there was all this hoopla about they were going to be like this more sports centric. And obviously, I have, like I mentioned on this show, 
I was hoping more of a WCW type product where the matches were, uh, you know, not what we're seeing now. And I, I guess it's just the North American, well, I shouldn't say North American, but the American wrestling style right now. It's just kind of slow plotting. Uh, spots are being set up, you know, well in advance, and it just doesn't look realistic to me. Uh, and I was looking for to AEW for that because I know I wasn't going to get it in WWE, even in NXT. You know, they do a great job. Their matches, uh, you know, kind of flow and look better. Uh, I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't want to completely crap on the main roster, but my whole issue with the in-ring product is how slow it's become and how really everything is telegraphed. And I didn't feel like maybe even 10 years ago that it was as bad. Maybe it was getting as bad around then, and I was kind of out of it for a little bit. Uh, but when I go back to like 2005, 2006, the wrestling was a lot better uh, inside the ring. It looked more realistic. Uh, people weren't waiting, you know, 30 seconds to set up a spot. Uh, people weren't like diving on the outside and a group of people all the time. And that's, I, I don't Settle have, down there, Jim Ross. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, he said something for the first time in a long time that I agreed with. And, you know, people jumped on him for it like they're going to. I mean, uh, Jim Ross ha hasn't had a very good run the last couple of years with the internet wrestling fans. But uh, it, just based on things he's said, he said, and, like, I agree with some of it that it was crazy. But this thing I particularly agree with and that it's so unrealistic and – that's part of what I wanted AEW to not be. And I wanted the, like the tag team matches, like they don't make sense. Cause you know, they're double team moves all the time. And I mean, it's better than no tag team matches. I understand that, but, uh, it's just not what I had hoped for. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt still, even after a year. Cause like, I just kind of like to troll a little bit on Twitter when it comes to that, because I still think that people, are giving AEW too long of a leash because they're new and they do the same exact type they do the same type of things WWE does but they kind of get a pass for it because they're new. It's like, "No, man, hold them accountable because they're doing the same thing you don't want WWE to do, so let them know so they won't do it." Like that's my whole thing. Like don't like it when AEW does it and not like it when WWE does it. Be vocal, be like, "Hey, we don't want to see that." And have AEW react to it. The way WWE won't, because WWE is not going to react to anything unless there's like bad press or, you know, like I think the last thing they really did was change the name of the Fabulous Mula Battle Royal, uh, Memorial Battle Royal, because of the uh, reaction to that. And when was the last time they really kind of reacted in, in that way to something that fans didn't want? You know, like AEW, they, they do the same type of thing, and fans are like, oh, yeah, that's great. It's like, no. AEW can be so much better. They should be so much better. I like the presentation. I love the the ring ropes and the, the black ring ropes. <laughs> Put the logo on the mat. Uh, you know, bring it back. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate AEW, but I'm just disappointed in that they could be so much better. Like, stop the whole telegraphing moves. Like, you don't need a group of people to dive on every week like i don't know just make it realistic i don't know like i, I don't just, know how, i don't I, know how I you say, do that because that's what wrestling in 2020 is in in america 
Like that's what it is. I don't like Impact does it a little better, um, but they're also taped. So uh, I don't know how much editing goes into that. Ring of Honor I haven't seen in a while, so I don't know how they are. But uh, I've seen it everywhere. Just the same type of stuff in American wrestling, and I'm over it. I that's why I enjoy New Japan more than anything when it comes to in ring. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'll say this much about AEW. It's a good product, okay? As much as we uh, nitpick certain things here and there, I don't think the identity is really a nitpick. I think that's an actual criticism. But um, they, some people, I think, go, the hype beasts are out there, and they go crazy. They're revolutionizing the business. It's like, let's take it carried <laughs> away, okay? Because they're not revolutionizing anything. They're doing exactly what other promotions do. Uh, well, they're... They provided leverage for wrestlers. Like, yes, yeah. in this day and age, that is kind of revolutionary. But that's not that's not new neither. Like, yeah. there's another promotion 20 years ago that was on TNT that actually did provide leverage for wrestlers, and that was WCW. So, you know, they're they're fine. They're fine. Um, my next gift, we both had uh, given NXT a different night of television. That was uh, on both of our lists. So I'll skip over that. But I, another gift for WWE. And they want this so bad. But honestly, I don't want to give it to them. But I know WWE, they want it really bad. They, they, they pine for it. They yearn for it. And that is an Emmy. <laughs> or some type of recognition from the mainstream media about how they shoot their television show. Because they've been yearning for it for years and years. And they've been doing it their style and their way for years and years. And they've got no recognition for it because it sucks. So that's the reason why I don't want to give it to them because I don't want them to feel like, see, we were doing it right the whole time. But, you know, I just I just feel bad for them. You know, you, you see somebody, they want something really bad. You want to help them out, even though WWE doesn't necessarily deserve it. But, yeah, that's what I would give WWE. This is like my most – I'm being at my most generous with this gift, all right? <laughs> all right? Uh, this, this is 2020. It's it's been a rough year for a lot of people, not necessarily WWE, but it's been a rough year, uh, and so I, I'm in a giving mood. So I'll give them an Emmy. We won't. It'll only matter to WWE though. No one else will recognize it. Just give them that trophy, and then I don't know. They need something because the way they shoot their television is terrible. Like we you talk about the production, they yeah, change it up. That's There's the so main reason ways. why I just can't or hate. I like I hate watch it because of the way they shoot it. Like, I don't hate the actual wrestlers. I don't hate the fact that they're being told, you know, what to do. I hate the way it's produced. Rough. It's rough. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my gift to WWE. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't even give them a slammy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, by the Damn. way, I still have to watch that. I haven't watched that yet, so I still have to watch that. You don't have to top, watch it. Top, hey, Top Hat the Gold made an appearance, so. I saw your tweet about that, and I skipped it. I scrolled right past that. (laughs) Not going to lie to you. I'm telling you, man. They got to, you know what? This is my gift to WWE. Todd Pettengill. Get him back full time. I don't care what it takes. Todd Pettengill's got too much personality for WWE. Uh, That exactly. (laughs) Damn it. Watch him go to AEW. Just him being Todd Pettengill (laughs) and his excited face and all that. Way too much personality for a right. backstage interviewer in he WWE. Might, he you might know have that. To, they got to be robots. They well, have batteries in the back. He can absolutely sell something, you know, that isn't being bought. They asked the wrestlers else. to do that. <laughs> but they, they can't do it either, man. Get Todd in there. 
Maybe you can make him a manager, making him a manager for every single oh my wrestler. God. How about that? Now you get now you now you talking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, making uh, a manager definitely definitely a Todd fan, as you can tell uh, if you listen to this or even follow my timeline. <laughs> but uh, I will say this: WWE needs somebody right now that they haven't had in a while. I'm not necessarily sure it's going to help ratings right away. But I miss this guy. I miss the way he was presented. He's the one common thing that I have enjoyed in WWE, even uh, in random segments that he's popped up in and short matches that he's had. Uh, Not all good, but not all bad. It has some some bangers in there. I miss Brock Lesnar, man. Oh, Uh, my God. I, I need WWE to bring him back some way, somehow. Get him involved in something. I, I, maybe well, not. Hopefully, not a title pitcher. Because I, I, I'm, en- <laughs> I'm enjoying the title pitchers on both shows right now. I think Drew McIntyre is doing a great job, and obviously Roman Reigns is doing what he's doing. So, but I miss Brock Lesnar. I mean, is it like is he going to be? Is he something without Paul Heyman? Like I don't know. I, I enjoyed that pairing too, but damn, I, I've been watching like old stuff, and then even some of Lesnar's recent stuff. I miss that guy. Listen, I have a Brock Lesnar gift on here too. I'll just say it right now. Uh, it's pretty much on the line with what you said, but I said Brock Lesnar. This is a, this is a gift for WWE. They don't necessarily want. They don't really <laughs> want this, but I'm going to give it to them because I know what's good for them, and they don't. All right, it's like a kid. It's like I know what's good for you. They're going to wrap it back up. <laughs> right, no, they, they, I'm not giving them a gift receipt. All right, <laughs> keeping this gift. It's for Brock Lesnar to suddenly wake up one day and to say, you know what? I don't want to win championships anymore. But he still wants to wrestle. So, bring, like you said, bring Brock back for matches, big matches. Because I like Brock, too, in the ring. When he yeah. sells, he's amazing. Yeah. His matches are typically awesome. And it's not because he does a t- a 20,000 moves, obviously. <laughs> it's because when he actually sells, people buy in. And he's yeah. good at it And because he rarely sells. It works every time, no matter who's going up against, whether it's Keith Lee, whether it's Hell, The Undertaker, yeah. or whether it's Finn Balor or AJ Styles or da- Daniel Bryan. Ray Mysterio. All his matches like, work. Right, Ray Mysterio. It, it, all his, his matches, matches, no matter who he's going up against, work. They're the most realistic of anybody right now. And that's why I love it. I mean, it, yes, he's a monster. And like literally everything booked around those matches and in those matches are the most realistic that WWE's booked in, I don't yeah. know, since Attitude Era? Like... It's realistic. It's realistic that he's a but monster. It's realistic it does, that a it, younger, like a uh, smaller person, can, you know, find an avenue to take advantage of and right. look and like they he almost sells for them. Yeah. The way he sold for Daniel Bryan was amazing. Yeah, that was that was a uh, that might be one of my favorite matches ever. And the crowd came alive for that. Why? Because it's, Brock knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So again. Bring Brock back or get him under contract again, but do not give him any championships. He does not need championships anymore. He does not need to hold championships hostage for months at a time to the point that you don't have a champion on your show. And that's another tool in your toolbox for your show every week to have a storyline revolving around said championship. I remember five years ago. I was like, well, it's okay. The champion doesn't have to be there every week. It's not a requirement. Yeah. Hogan wasn't there every week. But WWE television suffered because of it because they didn't know how to book without a champion. And that's the problem. <laughs> like, yeah. They didn't know how to tell stories without that championship. So, no, WWE needs that tool because they're not good without it. Not because they need a champion every week. It's just WWE needs a champion every week. Um, 
I don't necessarily need to see a champion every week, but WWE does. So yes, I, I concur on everything you just said. Brock is good. Giving him championships, very bad. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I I, I kind of wrote uh, the guy I want to see him wrestle uh, or at least have a match with, and I don't know if it would be like at WrestleMania. probably should be, but I need to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I have to see it. I would love to see that match work out. And I don't know how happen. WWE hasn't done that to this point. Yeah. yeah, and It's ridiculous. It, it is. It is. They've so. never had a one-on-one match, I don't think. It, Unless they've had something like somewhere, another promotion somewhere. Ha- but Or at a house show. <laughs> right. Yeah, I even but doubt they, that. They've, they've both done MMA. They both are amateur wrestlers. They're both jacked up. <laughs> like, well, Lesnar was gone yeah, make by the happen. time Lashley came in the first time That's to true. WWE. And then That's true. He came back in 2012, and I don't think Lashley came back to what 2016 or 17. So. Right, and they put Lashley in a con- like in the love triangle yeah. with Rusev and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, what the hell? This is Bobby yeah. Lashley. Do y'all forget who he is? <laughs> like, what? He is black Brock Lesnar. Like, you see Brock <laughs> Lesnar? Make him black. That's Bobby Lashley. He's the same. Like, you know, obviously, Brock has done stuff to a, to a higher degree as far as being UFC heavyweight champion, and he's an NCAA champion. But that doesn't mean that. Bobby Lashley is like, you know, chump change compared to him. Like, what? Bobby Lashley may not want a UFC heavyweight title, but he did MMA and was beating people in MMA. He had a pretty yeah. good MMA career going for him before he went back to wrestling. And then before he went back to Impact, I believe, right? Who's doing both in Impact, yeah. actually? He's doing he, he was. MMA and wrestling. That was a great storyline they had him in. Like, he, they had his MMA guys, like, follow him around in wrestling. It was great. Right. He had a, he had a whole team walking him to the ring and all that. Yeah, yeah that was dope. And then he, you know, he, he he amateur wrestled. He was in the military. Like, come on, man. You think he, this is a Vince McMahon's dream? <laughs> military man who could you jacked up like that? Come on now. So, yeah, that that's something that should have happened already. But it's better. I guess it's better for it because Bobby Lashley is, like, more of a badass than he was a year or two ago. Yeah. With the Hurt Business. Yeah, that's, you kind of see him elevating a little bit now. You know, right. that's kind of why I noted that. Uh, definitely a year ago, I would have been like, uh, like, how can you possibly book that at this point? Uh, you can't. And again, I mean, I guess we did see it with uh, someone like Jinder Mahal, uh, where they just do a complete 180 and then book him to the moon. But I, I don't see them doing the same thing with Bobby. I Lashley. would have accepted it with Bobby because Bobby is legit. Yeah, like it, it's realistic, yeah, too. Right. Um, but I just, I don't have the faith that they would do that. And, uh, but right now, like, hey, the Herp is this is probably the most uh, interesting part of Raw, and maybe Drew McIntyre as well. I mean, it's yeah, it's good stuff. It. But that in three hours, that's not good. That's why I like I still enjoy some things like that. But when it's only like one or two things out of a three-hour show, where there's maybe what like thirty segments, <laughs> or I'm just kind of spitballing here. Um, I don't know the exact number, but that's bad. You know, that's. Just because I like a certain segment, part of it, and maybe even if they're part of the show more than once, uh, that's not enough. That's not enough, and uh, that's just kind of you know you need so much more. You need you need to do so much more. You need like I, I like the longer matches. I mean they're fine, uh, especially when they're not doing like all these flips everywhere. But I mean I don't want to sound like Jim Ross again, but geez. Make the wrestling more realistic. You know, rest holds matter. <laughs> you know, like they tell a story in the ring. So why are we like not doing what? We're not telling stories anymore. We're doing flips and setting up spots 
you know, 10 seconds in advance. Like, I'm done with that. Done with it. <laughs> well, I, I got a two-part gifts here next here. And it's one is they're both for WWE's wrestlers. Uh, one is for the wrestlers, for, for the wrestlers, for WWE to care about the current ones. Mm. Not named like Roman Reigns or something like that, but they need to care about all the current guys like they care about The Undertaker and Goldberg and people like that. Well, they're going to have a Legends Night in two weeks on Raw. Did you see that? I, I'm glad I got a gift receipt. <laughs> because, damn it, WWE. Uh. Ratings down. Bring back the Legends. It's like, bruh, if you put any investment besides trash into these current people, maybe the ratings wouldn't be so bad. You had to pull out the Steve Austin you had to pull out Undertaker again. You had to bring back Goldberg. You had to bring back whoever, Shawn Michaels and, D- and Triple H. Let's do DX again, guys. <laughs> oh no, Billy's not here. Don't matter. We got three of the. We can bring Waltman in. He isn't DX. You know, let's do another DX reunion. Let's bring back the NWO for a night. And it's like, man, come on, bro. These guys can barely walk to the ring. I don't care. I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> but another part. This is a more serious one. Is for. The wrestlers, WWE wrestlers, to get their Twitch channels back and make full money off of it. But also to get the, either the independent status clarified to where they can actually be independent contractors and get outside endorsements and do get movie roles and TV roles and stuff like that without WWE preventing them from doing it. Because uh, like I just heard CM Punk do be on Renee Young, or Renee Paquette's, sorry, Renee Paquette's <laughs> podcast. Um... And he was talking about how the stuff, you know, he, he lost out on a bunch of stuff because WWE didn't let him do it. Uh, and I think that's BS. If you're independent, you should be yeah. able to do certain stuff like yeah. that. Especially especially if you're doing it under your real name and not, you know, WWE's yeah. name, but whatever. Yeah. Or, even better, have them be made employees and start covering their road expenses, you know, rental cars and hotels. They should have to pay for that on their own. How about their health insurance? Yeah, you, if they get hurt in the ring, you cover their surgery or whatever. But what about you know life insurance? What about 401ks mm-hmm. and retirements and all that stuff that every other decent mm-hmm. job has? I have family 401k. Benefits. I have a retirement. Right. Family. Yeah, my family should be covered too. But at least at least me. At least if I die, kill over tomorrow, my family could pay for my funeral without having to go into pocket for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you would do it, but we don't know. <laughs> like WWE, we don't know for sure. So I would give that to WWE. Either become true independent contractors or actually become employees so that they can get all the benefits that come with being employees of a multi-billion dollar company that other employees in the company do have, by the way. It's not like WWE doesn't give these benefits out to anyone. They don't have the structure or the infrastructure for it. They do. And the Twitch channel's back uh, so they can make some money on the side while they're not on the road because that's BS too. Uh, that's ridiculous. You know, give them the choice channels, but only give them a cut of the money. Like, that's that's BS. Yeah. And for them, also, just to care about them creatively on screen and put them in time and tell them to make them larger-than-life stars, like Steve Austin and like Undertaker and like Goldberg. But, you know, so maybe in 15 years you can bring one or two of them back for a night or two, and that's it. So, you yeah. know, yeah. that's my that's my spiel on that. Uh, completely, that's my gift to, to, to the wrestlers of WWE. Completely agree with you, and I think you make a good point. In that 
hey, look at Sasha Banks. She's getting a lot of notice right now being in The Mandalorian. She doesn't need WWE. It's getting to the point where she's not going to need WWE. I hope that happens for her. More power to her. Hey, I would not be mad one bit if she was already thinking of it. Uh, She probably already is, but... Um, I mean, I had no idea she was going to be in that. And then there was like kind of like the big reveal. It's like, oh, okay. And then every week people are like, yes, like she's great. She's great. Hey, it started early for The Rock. You know, people were like, man, he's great. The Scor- What was it? The Scorpion King, I think. Uh, his first, technically first movie. Oh, uh, Mummy Returns. Mar- Mar- Re- Mummy Returns. He's Mummy Returns. Yeah. Like a starring role or something like that. So, uh, well, he, well, he wasn't starring. He had a cameo. Like he was, he was the Scorpion King in Mummy Returns, and then they had the Scorpion King movie. Yeah. So this could be <laughs> building steps to that for Sasha Banks. Let's and, hope. Hey, she definitely wouldn't need WWE. So this is kind of like almost. I don't want to say a sign, but WWE, like you have the ability to create any star you want you know like right. it, it's different for everyone you can't create and manufacture the same star at like for different people like you gotta like move towards their strengths and go with that uh so roman reigns right now i feel like he's among the best that he's ever been uh just based on he's not even saying a lot like he has these promos but he's like the intensity with within the promo and the fact that he's not smiling and playing to the crowd. If there was a crowd there, you know, like that is what is making him right now. Sasha Banks, like, I mean, she doesn't, I think she's proven uh, right now that WWE's just could be just a stepping stone for people. And I know that's probably what they don't like, which is why they don't want to create stars because they don't want to be viewed as a stepping stone for people. But why the hell not? It only helps you. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I honestly think. I think it they helps think that, especially if Sasha is still a wrestler, and she's long. As she's still wrestling. She's still a WWE superstar. Yeah. And they're and, like, oh, wh- where's I she mean, from? Wh- who was that? I don't exactly. know her. Who is she? Exactly. Oh, she's a wrestler for WWE. Oh, what, 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 WWE? I gotta watch WWE. I like her. Like, she wrestle? Oh, let me see how she wrestle. Oh, now you gain a new viewer. But, but even if she doesn't wrestle and she just goes to doing movies or TV shows full time, there's so much talent, I think, that they can get because they can afford it in wrestling that they could create a new star in her place if they feel the need to. You're listening to The Straight Shooters, featuring Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone, giving you the best and worst in the world of professional wrestling past and present. The Straight Shooters podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, the Radio.com app, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You can become a patron of The Straight Shooters for only $2 per month by signing up at patreon.com forward slash shooters radio. You'll get exclusive content never before heard from two of the best. You can also listen to classic episodes of The Straight Shooters at shootersradio.com. 
Right. If you are good at creating new stars, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Also, exactly, exactly. when they go on to do certain stuff, you should promote that. Like, hey, look at what our guys are doing. Right. This is much they want that mainstream it, are attention. They? They're not even promoting no. it, are they? This is what they want that mainstream attention, right? And they, they yearn for it. But yet, when they when they got Mandalorian out there, one of the biggest shows on Disney Plus right now, the biggest shows on TV, period, which is a much better watch than Raw. I haven't watched the second season yet, <laughs> but I know it's better than watching Raw every week. I don't even um, watch it. Like, I just see what's being talked about. I watched about the it. first season. It's actually really good, but this, I haven't watched the second season yet. But come on. like that's, that's, that's more mainstream. She's getting more mainstream attention from Mandalorian than she will ever get from SmackDown, period. I don't care what nobody say. All right? could, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, and you can and then say, wrestling fans help, but like I'm telling you that more people know about her now than this from SmackDown. Yeah. But WWE, you should be embrace that, embrace the fact that you're one of your wrestlers out there creating that buzz. That you know, it, it, it comes back to WWE. Instead, they want to hog everything up. They want everything in house. They want to own everything. They want to control everything. It's like, bro. Nah. <laughs> but your product is suffering for it. Nobody yeah. knows who your guys are. Nobody. Right. Seth Rollins walked down the street. Who is that? Just another guy with a man bun and a beard. And I like Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong. I like Seth Rollins. I think he's very talented. And I think he's he's worthy of his position in WWE. But I don't mean that he's... that. And I'm sure wrestling fans know who Seth Rollins is. But let's say he goes to a place where there are no, aren't a bunch of wrestling fans. Who knows who he is? You don't have to be a wrestling fan to know who Steve Austin is. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to know who John Cena is. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Steve Austin was at his peak... There weren't people who watch wrestling every week that knew who he was. They knew who he was without watching wrestling every week because he was everywhere. And people still know who Stone Cold is to this day. To this day. Hulk <laughs> Hogan, the same way. You know what I'm saying? They know who that is without even watching wrestling. The Undertaker is in that category, too. They know who that is. You know what I'm saying? I just, watched, I just literally watched a rap battle or a clip from a rap battle the other day where a dude pretended to be The Undertaker out of nowhere. He finished his bar. They, they shut the lights out. And... Then they close, cut the lights back on, and he had the hat and the trench coat on, like he's a, like the Undertaker, and everybody went, "Oh, that's a, that's great!" But you know why? Because it's the Undertaker. And he didn't he didn't go like Seth Rollins, and people <laughs> were like, "Who is that? Who who who, who like who? Uh. Like Kevin Owens?" And I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Say what? Say who? Like that's what I'm saying. Like. It's, yeah, it's so much. Yeah. It's so uh, much. You know, Sasha Banks is a SmackDown Women's Champion. Like, why would you not want to? Uh, just because they don't have any control over it. They don't. Uh, it's not on Peacock. It doesn't benefit them in any way. And I get, <laughs> and I understand some of that. I understand some of that. No, it don't do nothing for us. Why would we promote that? But it does do something for you in the long run because it brings eyeballs to your product. Yeah. It shows. It shows that these people, people outside of this universe, you created care about your wrestlers it lends them credibility and it and reverberates back to you you're not making any money off of it necessarily because it's not on peacock like i said it's not an nbc product it's not in wwe network they they not, they're not getting a cut of that you know but you're looking for that yeah. mainstream attention it's right there it, so it is and that's the frustrating part for me personally where i feel like why would anyone want to go to work for them you know like why would Dolph Ziggler want to re-sign I, with them so many times? When yeah, I, like, I would I if I were him, I would have left and been on a been on the road doing comedy. We're yeah, talking yeah, granted, three, granted, four years ago. Granted, I'm not in their shoes. Like maybe they feel like it's the best move for them. But uh, then we hear like these interviews where it's like, 
oh yeah, they want to control everything. Well, why would you want that to happen to you? I guess if you're making enough money and you're you're okay with not being the top dog, you're fine with it. But I mean, Dolph, that's that's Dolph the, like he had a talent. That's the issue that WWE created. You know, it's not that right. Dolph may, might not have that drive to be the best because WWE was like, well, you're never going to be the best. So maybe he was just like, okay. You have any more gifts by, by chance? Uh, I will just one more. Would just like uh, Drew McIntyre to have a real run with fans in the stands. I would like to see how he does. Mm. I think it's been good. Uh, I mean, people are really praising it. Uh, I guess because of the times we're in. Uh, I mean, nothing's been crazy, like unprecedented for me in terms of his title reign. I mean, it's good. I don't think it's great by any means, but. Get, like to see him uh, with it, uh, give a shot when fans return and see what he could do. Because I, I don't want him to be remembered as you know the guy with who was champion when no fans were in the stands. Yeah, the, the COVID champ. Yeah, well, when champion, WWE was so. making the most money they ever did. Now that's that, again too yeah. <sighs> trash. Yeah, uh, I got a couple more gifts for AEW. Uh, AEW. Y'all need a women's division. So hey, you, I'll get, I'm giving y'all women's division. Hopefully, Impact helps out with that. Uh, but y'all need a women's division, bad, like a real one. I know y'all stand got women's wrestlers. Y'all have a women's championship. Uh, but it's, it's just dark every week. That's just terrible, bro. It's it just is. bad. Y'all, yeah, y'all got to do better. Yeah. Uh, and it need a better belt too for that women's division. Oh my like, god, that belt sucks. Why didn't I put that down? I've been tweeting about yeah, this that, all year. That belt <laughs> like, sucks. I'm it sorry. is so embarrassing, and I actually hate looking at it. It's, I the fe- Mool- it's like it- the title Moolah had in the 80s. It's like, come on now. <laughs> come on. This is 2020. It- People walking around with massive belts to take yeah. up their whole body, and you got that little tiny little belt for them. Oh come my on God. now. And, like, it's Sasha switched. Banks' belt. I'm pretty sure Sasha Banks' belt is still too big for her. She, she has, probably has <laughs> right? extra buckles so it can fit around yeah. her tiny little waist. And that- but yet, it got uh, the little tiny little scrawny yeah, little belt. That, that AEW belt is like squeezed or something. And I, I just, it's like. Someone put their hands on each side and just squeezed it together. That's what it looks I like. I don't like it. And I just, Get them I a big, nice. Absolutely hate it because it literally treats their women's division less than you know exactly everything else. And that, uh, that's the one thing I like. I did like about WWE when they changed the titles the around. That that yeah. women's belt was just as big or looked just just like the, yep. the the men's belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same size, but it looked just as it looked looked like it like. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. AW, you got the big old world title, you got the big old tag titles, the TNT title, even the FTW title is big. Oh, man. But the women's title is like, eh. That's like, come on, man. That's that's disrespectful. It, it's very frustrating for me, and that's probably, honestly, subconsciously, or maybe even consciously, part of the reason why I dig on them a lot, because the first time I saw it, I was so like, uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just the first title, and they'll eventually replace it, and here we are, December yep. 2020, and they haven't replaced it yet, and it just, it aggravates me every single week. Right. Another gift I got for AEW, the last one, is for a couple more hours of TV, and I don't know, and I'm not talking about AEW uh, Dynamite being like three hours and maybe dark it's like another show hour hour and a half show on tnt or whatever to help them get to expose more of their talent on tv so and it's like you said the women's division is on dark a lot or they somehow don't have enough time for the women with their two hours even though i would make that a priority to get at least not just one but more than one segment or match with the women on tv every week but that's just me uh dark let's get aw dark to be an hour hour and a half on 
television uh or maybe another show but it's not called dark you know because dark is intent dark means it's not on tv so maybe something yeah. else yeah um that's on but you TV. can't make and don't make dark three hours long because i don't even want like just Sorry, I don't it's on youtube so hours. i enjoy yeah i enjoy like I, I would watch it on youtube if it was like an hour every week and um if i can get my routine set but the one a couple weeks ago, I went to YouTube and I saw it was like two hours and forty six minutes. I'm like, I'm not watching that. Sorry, dude. At like, least you can fast forward through it. It's way too. But I don't want to. I want to be able to watch like an hour long show that I don't miss anything. And if I fast forward through it, I feel like I'm missing something. And then I'll probably ask something that was answered in that span to where I fast forwarded to. I don't know because I do like listening to commentary during matches because sometimes you know they'll answer my question, but. Uh, you know, two hours and 46 minutes for AW Dark. Like, I I don't want to do that. Please, no. That's too much. That aggravated me, too. I was like, man, seriously? What are, thir- like, 13, 14 matches for AW Dark? Get out of here with that. Please. 13. This is a pay-per-view? Good Lord. Seriously, like, stop. WrestleMania 17? I don't want that. By the way, AW yeah. pay-per-views go over four hours, too. Woo! <laughs> but nobody, like, criticizes them for it. Man. And they're not always great. They're not always well play, uh, paced or anything like that. Like that that tag team match was from Full Gear was like forty minutes. It's like that's too long, man. Sorry, man. Look, if Come it's on. not WrestleMania, if it's not your biggest show of the year for either Three WrestleMania hours, yeah. or, or whatever AEW's biggest show of the year is, which is what what would that be? Would that be all all out or double or nothing? I don't know. Mm. Whatever that show is. That's the only show that should be four hours. And that's talking WWE and AEW. <laughs> like, and New Japan and Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom, which is coming up soon. My God. Yeah. January um, 4th. Yeah. But everything else should be no more than three hours. Like, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Like, I don't watch anything for more than that. <laughs> like, anything else. No football, no basketball, no nothing. And not work for a football team. <laughs> like, <laughs> the games aren't that much longer than three hours. So. All right, let's wrap. I got a couple more gifts here. This is all WWE related. Number one, let's get Vince McMahon a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have him take some time away. Not maybe not going to cruise, but go on like a private resort or a private island somewhere, and just relax. Get your mind off the business for a little bit, and maybe you can come back refreshed and recharged with some new creative energy and stuff like that. Or you can just stay on vacation and don't come back. (laughs) You know, just hang out. Because guess what? You put in. 50 years of work in the wrestling <laughs> business. You have earned the right to retire on the beach somewhere, Vince. Go ahead, man. You got the money. You know, kick back, put your feet in the sand, drink some Mai Tais, some, you know, whatever the case may be. Take you and Linda and the grandkids maybe can hang out for a little bit. Man, go ahead. Go go, go ahead. <laughs> Meanwhile, back here, let other people take control of the creative, creative reins of WWE, please. Okay? Take your vacation. We can get you a flight wherever you want to go. That's when I got, I got like a blank... Plane ticket. I don't know how that that is even a thing. But that's my <laughs> gift. It's like a plane ticket to a resort anywhere you want in the world. It could be in Malta or Turks and Caicos, whatever the wherever you wanted to be. Vince, just go take the fuel up the private jet, gas up the jet, and let's be out of here, man. Go ahead, relax. We got it back here. Don't worry about it. The, the house will be fine. The dogs will be fine. Don't worry about it. Just Bruce Pritchard will be cool. Like, don't worry about him. We, we got we got all of that straight. Just go ahead and relax, cause. You need a vacation, okay? <laughs> um, let's go ahead. Really, it's really not just a gift for Vince McMahon; it's a gift for all of us as well. <laughs> okay, 
just don't work. Unplug your computer, turn off your phone, throw away your watch. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. You're good. Go to Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Um, I will chip WWE in. Gift. Vince, I'll chip in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we should start a GoFundMe. Yeah, Even though he don't need the money. I, he no, don't he don't need, need the, the money, money but, but I will give It's our gift, money. though. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's our gift. You know, you can't, you can't buy him a gift with his money, you know? <laughs> um, Another WWE gift. Goldberg retires from wrestling. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because, like... Jesus. It's not like I don't I, I don't I don't dislike Goldberg. It's not the thing. I like Goldberg. I like him. I like him. But this ain't 1998, bro. <laughs> it's not. As long as Goldberg wants to wrestle, WWE will use him. That's the problem. If yeah. Goldberg says, "Hey, I'm good, man. I've had I had a run. I won a couple titles. I had the big WrestleMania match. Uh, did he go in the Hall of Fame? Or he might. I think, I think he went so. in the Hall of Fame. I think so." Either way, he's done it all. Like, I came back, I had a good run, made some money. My son got to see me wrestle, and that was a big deal for him. But I'm done. As long as he doesn't close the door on wrestling, as long as that door is still open, WWE is going to knock on that door. So, Goldberg, you have to put a stop to it today because we don't need Goldberg coming back again and spearing one of the current guys in half and ruining everything they do. <laughs> like The Fiend. Like any, like Kevin Owens. Like, no, 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 no. Just... You, you take your vacation too, Goldberg. Not like not personally against you, <laughs> not personally against you, because I I I was all about you coming back in 2016, and I I'm st- I still like I still like watching Goldberg. Like as far as that energy he brought, and I, I'm good for a spear here and there. Uh, he can do a match here and there. Even I, I, no, 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 matter, matter of fact, no, don't no matches. Just a spear here and there. <laughs> but just don't give him any championships. Don't have him just just beating people in 30 seconds like the current guys. I don't know. Just, just sit down. Make the decision for WWE, please, because they're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna knock on that door. The same goes for the Undertaker. He has to stay retired. Okay, yeah. as long as he, cause even though he says he's retired, he's gone back and forth so many times. WWE's gonna keep knocking on the door. They're gonna come back. You know, he, the, the, they. In their mind, the door is never fully shut. Shut with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. but Undertaker has to keep shutting the door over and over again. Because we don't need to see another Undertaker match. We already had to send off. <laughs> that don't mean they won't bring him back. <laughs> yeah. That that retirement ceremony at once, the Survivor Series means nothing. Yeah. Once WrestleMania comes, they never know. Right. And they, like, the ratings are bad. Or we got a couple, a guy or two hurt here and there. Or we need a match for this guy. They will knock on that Undertaker door. And he, he sat out of WrestleMania in 2019. So it's not like he hasn't done that before. But if Vince is like, look, man. We need. I really need you on this. I need you on this one, Taker. Now, Mark, <laughs> I really need you on this one. I'm in the bind here. And Undertaker, he got that loyalty. He always feels like he, you know, he he, he always wanted to Vince McMahon. He always wants to be there, be dependable for him. Don't do it, Undertaker. Don't do it. <laughs> Listen to your boys here at the Straight Shooters. Do not, do not answer the door. <laughs> Leave it shut. You are, you have deserved again. And again, we've worked really hard in wrestling for the last 30, 40 years, man. You deserve this retirement. You worked hard for this. This is what you worked for. Kick your, put your feet in the sand. Get, get a bottle. Get some Mai Tais or some whiskey. I know you like to drink whiskey now, Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hang out, man. You got your house. You got. You go anywhere in the world. You know, obviously be safe with that traveling stuff. You know what I'm saying? But all that, you don't need this. You got kids. You got wife. Man, just just chill out, man. Fall back. You don't, you don't need it. And when WWE calls, and they will call, don't answer <laughs> Um, 
another gift for WWE, uh, The Rock. <laughs> that's it After that's the only thing right now you want Goldberg to go away you want The Undertaker to go away but ah, The Rock you gotta come back here's the thing about The Rock okay he still moves the needle clearly I, agree. I do agree he's in much better shape than Goldberg even Goldberg is in good shape but he can still get it done he's more athletic he hasn't doesn't have to wear until The Undertaker does and he still moves the needle and he hasn't been he hasn't been brought back year after year after year like Undertaker, and like Goldberg has been the last three or four years. So, for, for WWE wants this, they want The Rock to come back because after mm-hmm. The Rock and maybe Steve Austin, who are the guys out there? <laughs> if Goldberg or Undertaker aren't available, who are the guys they can bring back and be like, hey, we got a match between this guy and and Roman Reigns? Like, it's The Rock. Yeah. And I think they, they would love to have The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania either this year or next year or whatever, or 2021 or 2022. But The Rock is different. He's a he's the exception to the rule. I okay. agree. I do. The agree. other exception probably probably be Steve Austin, only because he hasn't wrestled in almost 20 years now, which mm. is wild. Yeah. But yeah, he's the only other exception. Other than that, leave all those legends in the past, please. We I'll tell you, man. Good. The Goldberg didn't he already uh, challenge Reigns or something? It's like, come on. Yeah, I heard dude. about that, and I'm disappointed. Don't do it, Brock. I mean, not not Brock <laughs> Goldberg. Stay now, home. The, Retire. It's fine. Don't let WWE do this to you again. Yeah, I just I'm not into it. Like you're you're wasting Reigns. Reigns like. Unless Reigns completely demolishes him, and that's it. Uh, that's the only way I could see it making sense story-wise. Uh, if mm. they're not going to do The Rock this this coming year with no fans. Uh, I mean, that that's the only thing that makes sense to me, right? If they're going to go this way. Because why would Goldberg start that if it's not going to happen? Because that's what happened last time. That's what happened last year. Yeah, that's what they were building towards. And they're just gonna run it back, but I just don't. I don't want to see it. But if I do have to see it, just have Reigns destroy him. Yeah, and then Goldberg care. goes away after that. Yeah, and we're done. Yeah, Goldberg. And then again, Finally. I, I like Goldberg. Finally retired. No disrespect. No disrespect to Goldberg. I don't mean to disparage the man in any way. <laughs> but WWE has to move on, and it's up to you to help them move on. <laughs> All right. They still want to rekindle that past and that, that old flame. They have to see it all the time sometimes. Oh, hey, big head. Well, in this case, <laughs> Goldberg, you big head. All right? Not literally. I'm just talking figuratively. I'm not trying to disparage you in the size of your head. I'm just talking figuratively here. You big head now. The worst thing you can do when that hey, big head text comes through is to respond to that. <laughs> Don't. That person is toxic. That, that That's a toxic text. Don't respond to that. Goldberg, heed my advice. I got I got more love advice too. By the way, on my other podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which was that? No, nah, I'm joking. That's not the podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the joke, Nick. And, and my last gift is for Alistair Black. <laughs> Who? Exactly. <laughs> he needs his freedom from WWE. You talking about? I, I, my gift to him would be terrorist WWE contract and he can go wherever he wants. They fired his wife because she wanted to do a Twitch channel. That's already one thing. But they ruined him from pretty much from the moment he got to the main roster. 
They yeah, added a quick sound to his music. I thought they would have. I thought he was made. I thought he was going to be a guy. But I that was the last time. That was probably the last time I had faith in WWE to do right by somebody. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. They can ruin Alistair Black. They can ruin anyone. <laughs> they added that stupid creak sound to his entrance. Um, they they, they just they just messed. They remember they added the pew sound to Ricochet's music, like because yeah, Ricochet, you need to know what the Ricochet is. And the stupid creep. I just, man, they just messed it all up. They gave him an eye patch, made him look like Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Bruh. Every time he loses a match, I just go, Snake! Snake! No! Like, the did you play Metal Gear Solid when you were a kid? Uh, no. Damn it. <laughs> you were just playing NWO Revenge all the time. <laughs> that or any sports games. Or, or Attitude. WWF Attitude. <laughs> I don't think I ever had that, unfortunately. What was mm-hmm. uh, was that the first one? The oh, Warzone first was the first game? one. Yeah, Warzone no, was, was the one Warzone. I had. I didn't have attitude. Warzone, I had. Yeah. They both were average games. Warzone was trash, actually. But <laughs> yeah, Warzone. Sucks. Um, attitude was very average. Waste but no, Alistair Black. Alistair Black needs uh needs to get out of WWE because they have for or just I don't know what the hell like. I'd love just, to see him in Japan. He would do great there. Better than he could do uh, great anywhere, anywhere literally but, uh, anywhere. I, not named WWE. I think it. Alistair Black and New Japan is better than Alistair Black and like AEW or Impact or Ring of Honor. I guess, man. It's just they had, it's not even like that gimmick is money, too. Him as Tommy Yen is yeah. money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that Alistair Black gimmick is money. The music, the entrance. In NXT, he was the coolest. Yeah. Then they made him Solid Snake <laughs> in <Like laughs> WWE. It's like, what the hell did y'all do? What is this? I thought Rey Mysterio lost his eye. He has an eye patch too. What's going on? Why do yeah, we have pirates uh, around here? Seth, you know, took it from him, or Buddy Murphy God. did, or something. Yeah, trash, absolute trash. Seth, Seth's not on TV because he's got lawsuits from from all that crap. <laughs> oh, not because he had a baby. Congratulations, no, not because he had a baby. Way. Yeah, it's like, oh, he took Alistair Black's eye and Rey Mysterio's eye. Okay, well, we're gonna sue you. But that's all I got. <laughs> well, what's not new is the Sixers blew a 15-point lead, so that's great. It's basketball. Man, I, just, I don't care. I hate it. I hate blown leads. Sorry. Did you, did you watch the Clippers game last night? They blew a lead in the yeah, first half. <laughs> they were up 22, and they lost yeah, that lead yeah, by halftime almost. <laughs> it's like blown leads in the NBA today are like the production in WWE. I just absolutely hate it, even though it's like what today is. I hate it. I hate it, damn yeah. it. It'll be alright. But hopefully our list uh, makes AEW and WWE think. <laughs> they not. not. Not with Vince McMahon running the show or AEW feeling like they're changing, they're revolutionizing the business, you know. Yeah. They don't yeah. need to change anything. They got it. They got it figured out, so... But that's, you know, we're generous people. We're still going to give them, try to give them something to help them out. Yeah. To make them be, to help them be better. So this is our attempt at that. You know, but. We tried. We, tr- we tried. We definitely tried. But uh, we'll try again next week, too, to be better as yeah. a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try uh, again. And we'll definitely uh, enjoy it. Because uh, yeah. that's what we do here. 
So exactly. uh, you can follow me at Nick McCone on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. And we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. You can find this podcast and my writing at phillyinfluencer.com and phillyvoice.com. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, if you can't find me on there, you could probably find me out here in these streets, which is a new one for me, new streets, because I am now in West Philly. Well, I used to be in Southwest Philly. I moved into a new apartment with me and my girlfriend. So if you heard the L running in the background, uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know if you heard that, Nick, but I live like not that far away from it. Uh, so I don't know if you heard it coming through the mic, but I can hear it through my headphones. Oh, um, but yeah, I, I live... Just, uh... I heard well, sirens. If you didn't hear it, <laughs> if you didn't hear it, that's fine. Sirens are okay, but if you didn't hear it, that's fine because that's good. By the way, the L in Philly is the elevated line, I guess they call it, but it's the blue line, the Market Frankfurt line, and so that's what that means. But um, <laughs> I live near that, um, so you can I hear it throughout the day. Um, but yeah, so new streets for me, but I probably won't find me out here too much because, of course, we're in the middle of that pandemic. But until next week, a uh, special, would that be a New Year's Eve episode or close to it? New Year's Eve Eve, Eve episode? Yeah. yeah, so until that episode, for Nick McCone, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 265 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch y'all again next week. Peace.